0: of course, we have Dr. Michael G. Daniels here with me today, and we got a really good topic for you today. Um, the topic today is how to handle situations when you're trying to do your best, you're progressing in life, but you always encounter some setbacks. So um, Pastor Daniels is going to give us some good insight on how to handle those situations and how to keep pressing forward to make sure you achieve your victory. So, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels.
1: Well, thank you. As always, it's wonderful to be here, and it's just a joy to have an opportunity um, to hopefully give some some information, some advice uh, that will help people uh, not give up when they're moving forward. I know there are a lot of people that uh, oftentimes get weary when they find themselves going through some issues. You know, they they may understand there's a process to progress but they have a difficulty when the process is not moving at the rate that they think it should go in. Uh, So I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good topic and I'm hopeful that it will give some insight to those who are still struggling and maybe losing hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Now, when my um, endeavors of mentoring people, I I encounter this a lot where people just, um, they're trying to do something and they hit a roadblock and, you know, and they, call upon me to help them motivate them through it and i'm like well a lot of this stuff is just the the keys and the answers are right there in your face but if you just keep going you normally would get through it so what's the best way to self-govern ourselves when it's hard to see that that if i just keep going i will make it
1: well you know i think um one of, the, one of the characters in the Bible that many people are aware of, and if they're not, I suggest they go and, and look him up, is Joseph. You know. uh, he's he's one, of the, one of the characters that exemplifies what to do and what not to do when you find yourself going through some difficult uh, issues in life. Um, just to give a quick background, Joseph um, was um, envied by his brothers and was uh, sold into slavery. And uh, while he was um, in slavery, he was falsely accused of raping his master's uh, wife. And, and so he moved from slavery to being falsely accused of raping his master's wife to being incarcerated in one of the harshest prisons in Egypt land. And he stayed there for quite some time before he was eventually uh, freed uh, by the hand of God um, to, um, uh, to be... Uh, lifted to, to a higher level I, I think that uh, If we examine and dissect How he responds to things That gives us a good a good, uh, good way of looking at things You know, for example um, Anytime we find ourselves uh, in, in, in a situation where um, We are trying to get To a new level in life Or where we are bogged down I think there are three things we have to ask ourselves And one is Um is there something that I have done to get me here? Is there something that I should have done to get me here? Is there something someone else did to get me here? You know, I think that's always a starting point. And and, and from there, we can kind of develop a plan or also assess where we are as we're going through it. You know, for example, when you look at Moses, and that's what he, excuse me, Joseph, that's what he did, When you consider how Joseph got where he was, there was nothing he did to get him into slavery. His brothers sold him uh, because they envied him. Uh, When he got uh, in in the position of being a slave, there was nothing he did to cause him to be accused of, um, of, of rape. And his demeanor never changed, his work ethic never changed, because he could truly say there was nothing he did to get him there. But if I assess that situation and I find that there's something that I did to get me there, that means I have to change what I'm doing. Because if I keep doing what I have been doing, I won't be able to progress through the process. If I find that there is something that I should have done similarly, I have to change that to progress through the process. So the first step is always to assess uh, based on um, on that is, is what prompted me to be there in the first place? Uh, which one of those things caused me to be where I am?
0: Yeah, and that's, that's pretty deep because a lot of people will not admit that if they did something you know, that caused them to be in that situation. And, and, on, and on the flip side of that coin, even when people realize there's nothing that they did wrong, Mm -hmm. sometimes you end up still changing, even though you really shouldn't have changed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think probably the most discouraging thing is when you assess it and you say to yourself, I did nothing wrong to get me here. It was outside forces. So then what do I do? I mean, how then can I reconcile that? And that's why I say Joseph is a prime example because Joseph had a strong work ethic, and so as a slave, he worked hard. He showed himself to be one that could be trusted by his master. When he was incarcerated, he worked hard. He showed himself as one that could be trusted by the, the, the one that kept him captive. And in fact, even though he was in jail, he was promoted to a point where he really ran the jail. Right. Because he continued to do what he was doing. And so what that says to me is that if I can do an honest assessment, and I see that there is nothing that I did or should have done, then my job is to continue to always continue doing my best, knowing that even though I may not get released, I will improve my lot where I am right there. And and that's the key. He was not released from jail, but he improved his position while he was in the jail. So the same thing is transferable to anywhere I'm at. Let's say I'm on my job, for example, and someone has done something to cause me harm so I don't get the promotion that I thought I should have gotten or, you know, every day becomes a struggle. Even though I may not get promoted right away, if I keep working hard, if I keep showing my manager that I will always give my best in any situation, I may not get a promotion, but you can believe my boss will recognize I am an asset and so they will make my life where i am better than it would have been had i given up and and start doing something differently
0: yeah i have um on another podcast i made a similar analogy with that when you you did passed up for a promotion and you got one of two choices you can either work harder or say man forget this i'm gonna do bare minimum from here on out Mm -hmm. and then you skate by for a couple years and then you are now getting terminated. Then you're like, why am I, why are you going to terminate me? I, you know, I'm a good worker, but you haven't really done nothing for the past two years, Mm -hmm. you know, but then if you would have kept doing what you, what you was already doing and never really changed, eventually either that the boss that was over, you may have gotten moved out or moved on somewhere else. And somebody else comes in and recognizes your worth and your value. And then you're able to get that promotion or get
1: that raise that you was trying to seek out. Yeah, absolutely, and see, and there's always progress. I think one of the things that we don't look at is, I don't care how slow it is. There's always progress, so you have to sit back and ask yourself, uh, let, "Let me take a realistic uh, assessment of where I am." And, and so, one of the other key things I, I think that, and this is what Joseph did, one of the key things that people need to do, is not only once you determine, you know, why you're where you at, you know, this kind of thing. Then you have to go ahead and develop a strategy, develop a strategy to say, how do I move forward now? Now, and once you implement that strategy, oftentimes what we don't do is go back and assess if I am really moving forward. You know, right. so I have to really assess and say, Well, am I moving forward? And if I'm not moving forward, rather than get upset and get, you know, disenchanted by the process, I gotta say, why am I not moving forward? Because I may have done nothing to get myself in the situation. And I may be doing the best I can do, but sometimes doing the best is not necessarily what I should do. I might be doing the best at, let's say, strategy A, but I need to be doing strategy B. If I don't ever assess it, I will become more disenchanted because I'll be saying, I'm working hard, I'm doing everything, and I'm still not moving. And I haven't really assessed if my working hard in this particular area is what I need to be doing. So I have to always assess it, and if I'm not going, then ask myself, am I really doing the right thing? You know, you can be doing the wrong thing right. (laughs) <laughs> or the right thing wrong <laughs> right that's
0: right because you could be trying to cut down a tree with a dull axe absolutely and then sitting there wondering why this tree just won't fall then you know and then here comes I'm out there with a dull axe and here comes Pastor Daniels outside with a, sh- a sharp axe mm-hmm. and cut it down
1: twice as fast and I'm sitting there like, what happened right, right, right. what happened to me right. <laughs> Why why am I not getting blessed or where am I not moving forward Why is my marriage not working you know you know why 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 why? But you don't want to just ask why you want to analyze why and i yeah. think that's one of the things that people don't do as much as they should they just ask the question why without analyzing the why and you have to take an honest look and analyze and say well why if if i thought doing this was going to yield a certain result why isn't it yielding that result right you know is it because i'm not putting the energy in is it because my analysis and initially was wrong is because people are not uh, are taking what I'm doing the way I thought they would take it? And if that's the case, you don't blame the person for not accepting what you are doing. And that's another thing that people, I think, make a, a grave error in, is that they want to blame the receiver uh, of what their actions are, as opposed to them saying, hey, listen, maybe I need to change what I am doing? You know, you know for example, uh, let's say if, if I am, you know, in a relationship, you know, that's probably the easiest one to look at. If I'm in a relationship, and I'm working extremely hard to make a relationship work. But, but nothing is going right. You know, we're still having fights, we're still having disagreements, we still can't communicate. Oftentimes what I'll say is, I just give up. I've done everything I know how to do, and you're just not responding. What I haven't asked myself is, is what I'm doing really what moves you? Because right. just because I'm working real hard don't mean that's what moves you. I have to step back and say, but well, what moves that person? What makes that person stop and see what's going on? What's the benefit for that person? Because just because I perceive it is doesn't mean it is, you know. And once I do that, it will change how I direct my energy. And when you change how you direct your energy, you get a more positive result. The other thing, you know, which you know, I, I've heard you say time and time again, is that I can't keep my mind on the moon, when I'm trying to get to the moon. If I'm trying to get to the moon and all I can see is the moon, it will seem like I will never get there. Right. I have to first have to look at, I'm trying to get to the moon, but let me just look at the top of the tree. <laughs> right. You know. And if I get to the top of the tree, oh wow, I made progress. Now the moon may be my destination, but at least I got to the top of the tree. Yeah. Once I get to the top of the tree, I gotta say, okay, uh, there's a cloud right there. Am I getting to the cloud? And if I right. get to the cloud, I made progress. You know, am I getting to the each level? People tend to look at the in uh, end game more than the interim, you know, the interim gains. And if you keep fixed on the in-game to the exclusion of the interim games, it seems like you're not making progress. And then people get discouraged. So you always want to get achievable milestones, achievable milestones that you can get quick fixes on so you can see yourself progressing so you don't give up.
0: Yeah. And it, the the real funny thing about it is everybody living has seen a turtle. Mm-hmm. And when you see that turtle, say, oh, there's a turtle over there. And then you'll go to your car or something or, you know, go somewhere and you turn around, turtle gone. Mm-hmm but when you see a turtle move, he ain't lightning fast. Ooh. But when he's moving, he's moving determined. Right, he's <laughs> determined to move. So even if you're going slow through something, it, you'll get to your destination. No matter how slow you're going, if you're going in the right direction, you'll get there.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. You know, and you know and what you said makes so it's so sound and you would think we would all have it because there's probably no one listening to us. It hasn't um, been. that is not familiar with the story. Of the tortoise and the hare, right? You know, and how the hare just jumps out. You know, speed speed racing the entire time. The tortoise moving slow, but the tortoise, in fact, wins the race. You know, I kind of liken it to um, uh, a sunset, for example. It, you know, you don't you 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 don't see the earth rotating. Right. You know, you don't see the earth rotating. But yet, there's nothing more beautiful than that sunset, you know, when it happens. Now, just because I don't see myself moving toward the sunset doesn't mean I'm not going there. But if I keep focusing on the sun, I won't notice the rotation of the earth. Right. And so that's why it's important not to look at the end, but just look at the interims. It's always one step. I, you know, I know when I was um, in, in um, I think it was in the ninth grade, um, I had an instructor that uh, said to us, you know, a journey of a million miles begin with one step. And uh, at the time, I didn't really catch where she was coming from, but I right. get it now. And it was simple. And that is, if I see the million miles in front of me, I get discouraged because I'm thinking to myself, that's just too far to walk. Right. But it just, it, it begins with one step. I got to take that one step. Then look behind me and say, well, hey, I am a step further now. Right. And now I'm two steps further. Now I'm 10 steps further. Now I'm 20 steps further, as opposed to looking ahead saying, wow, I got a million miles to go. That's discouraging. You know, um, I I recall um, uh, not too long ago, uh, I dropped my call for service, for example, Mm -hmm. and uh, rather than have uh, someone take me there, I decided to walk. And pick it up. Well, I was telling someone, you know, where where I just came from, and the other comment to me was, you walked all the way there? (laughs) Why didn't you tell me I would have given you a ride? Right. It seems like a long ways if you keep your mindset on where you are going. Right, that's right. But if you look where you have been, it doesn't seem like a long ways. It's like life in general. When you're in the first grade and someone says to you, you're going to be going to school until you get out of high school or out of college. Looking forward, it seems like forever. Yes. When you get out of high school and look backwards, it's, it happened overnight. Yes. And so it, it always seemed more uh, difficult looking forward than looking back. And that's why I always like to tell people, when you find yourself feeling discouraged, don't necessarily focus on how far you're away from your goal, but focus on how far you're away from where you started from.
0: Yeah. And then a lot of people get hung up on time, too. Mm-hmm. And and I tell people, I said, well, you know, if you want to get that master's degree or you want to go back to school and it's and they tell you it's three years or two years or get a mm-hmm. four year college degree. Yeah. And they're like, well, four years, that's like the time is going to go by regardless,
1: Absolutely. regardless
0: of what you do. You can go sit on your couch and do absolutely nothing. And I guarantee you, God willing, you'll be still sitting there four years from now. Mm-hmm with no college degree. Right. Now you got this your decision to either do that or not do it. Absolutely. But either way is
1: your decision. You're going to get older no matter what you no do. matter what
0: happens. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, another thing that was funny. Not too long ago, I, was, I I took my son, we was outside and the moon was out. And he's um he just turned 3. He looked at it and he goes, "Daddy, I want to touch that." I mm-hmm. said, "Touch what?" The moon. Mm-hmm. So now, what was funny in my thought process I got all these years, you know of what I can't do in mm-hmm. me. My son don't have that, right. He has zero of, uh, he got a little bit of me telling him no. He mm-hmm. has <laughs> okay, a child. but in his head, he can go touch the moon. All things are possible. All things are possible. Can you imagine what we would be like as an adults? If we had the same mentality as we had as children?
1: You know, what you say is, is point on. You know, I, re- I recall in, and you're not old enough to, to recall this firsthand, I barely am, but I recall in, in uh, John F. Kennedy's inauguration speech, you know, and even though I was forced to listen to the speech because my parents were listening to it, I don't remember everything, but right. I do remember a couple of things. Uh, one of the things that John F. Kennedy said is that we choose to go to the moon. Not because it's easy, but because it's hard, (laughs) you know, that we choose the most difficult thing, you know, because that is what's going to increase our character. And so um, one of the things that I have always learned in life is that if it's easy, anybody can make it happen. And the fact that only a few can make it happen is because it's hard. So what that says to me is that anything I'm trying to do, I should never gauge it, as you just say it, on whether or not it's easy, whether or not I think I can accomplish it. Because, see, I remember when we didn't think we could have cell phones. See, yeah. I remember when, you know, we had a party line when I was growing up. We had a party line in our house, you know, with the rotary dials and that kind right, of thing. right. You know, but thankfully somebody said, you know what, I, I think we can do better. You know, I think we can have cell phones. So, what seems impossible one day is always possible the next day. I think Albert Einstein also said it this way that genius is 97% perspiration and 3% inspiration, or somewhere along those lines. Right. His point was simple is that you learn more from failure than you do from success. And so, that's another thing that I learned from my father. You know, whenever I made a mistake, he would always ask me, Did you learn anything? And if I said yes, he would say, well, it was a lesson well learned. And and so that's the other thing about if I'm progressing and I reach a stumbling block and what I consider to be a failure, if I go back and assess and see, is there a lesson that I have learned? It was not a failure. It was a success because now I know better what not to do the next time and I can plan better the next time.
0: You know, you're absolutely right on the the failure piece, and that's what a lot of people they don't ever pursue something they really want to do because they're afraid of failure mm-hmm. slash rejection. Right. You know because you know that word rejection is just so strong. The people don't want to feel rejected. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people just oh, I don't know if I I like the I don't really like the job I'm in right now, but I don't want to go interview somewhere else. Then I get turned down. Right. But you don't know. What they're looking for out in the work field, especially if you work in one place for 10 plus years mm-hmm. and you've been out of the interviewing game for a while, you got to go back out there and find out, you know, what's out there, how to interview, you know, how you're supposed to look now to interview. Some things have changed. Right. You know, if you go into a, a tech job, you don't necessarily show up in a suit and tie because the most likely to get interviewed by somebody who's not going to be wearing a suit and tie. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's different aspects of things going on now that you got to get back in there. But in order for you to figure it out, you're going to fail.
1: And you have to be able to accept, you know, that you shouldn't look at it as fair. I guess that's the thing. I look at it. You shouldn't look at it as a failure just because you don't get the desired result. Right. You know, that doesn't mean you failed. You just it's, figured out one way that don't work. Right. That means you learn something, you know, you learn from it. As you say, you know, if, if, I, I rarely got the first job I interviewed for. Sometimes I did, but rarely did I do that. But I still progressed in my career, you know very nicely. you know I mean right. I matriculated well through my career. So you know, I, I never looked at that as a failure. I always looked at interviewing as a, as, as a process. And so for me, the few times even I even got fired off of a job and and saw it as, as a benefit. Now, but when I got fired, I'll say this, I, even though I knew I was dead wrong, I, I dead <laughs> wrong, I still said to the manager, why are you firing me? <laughs> what did I do that was so egregious that you are firing me? Right. Now, even though I knew what it was, I wanted to see what he thought it was. Right. So that way I knew how far to go the next time, you right. know, rather than getting fired. And it's the same thing if I'm applying for a job. You know, if I'm, if I'm always applying for jobs, but I keep getting turned down, keep getting turned down, keep getting turned down. Again, when I say it starting out, I have to ask myself, is it something I did, didn't do, or external factors? So if, if I keep getting turned down for a job, I need to figure out is it something that I'm doing, something I'm not doing, is it external factors? The only way I can find out if it's something I'm doing or not doing is doing the interview process to interview the person. And if they don't hire me for the job, I need to talk to them as if I'm interviewing them at that point. You know? right. So if the person says, I'm sorry, we selected you know, candidate A or whatever, I just ask them nicely, thank you so much for taking time, but if you don't mind, I just have one question of you. you know, tell me what you were looking for that I didn't bring to the table right. because I'm looking to improve my skill set. So what was it about me that didn't cause me to be the most highly qualified candidate when I met you face to face? Because if, if I got to the interview, that means on paper I look good. That's right. So now the question is, why didn't I present myself good? You know, so I want you to give me more information. Because in generally, again, you know, um, generally speaking, if you get to the interview and you don't get the job, it's because someone else knew something you did not know or right. they did something you did not do. And I want to know why. Because as you said earlier, when I go to the next interview, then that next employer may be slightly different, but at least now I know how to read people better. Mm-hmm. So now I can use that information to help me along the way. So I just, I have never, in as long as I can recall, I can't recall ever viewing failure as a negative. I don't ever recall that. Um, and I have failed at a lot of things, but I've always viewed it as being an opportunity because I can tell you, uh, in all honesty, I've always learned more not succeeding, than succeeding. Yeah. Always. There's a um, a comedy group, and they feed
0: a lot of the comedians into um, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. improv group. And their whole purpose is to fail and fail often to figure out what's funny and what's not funny. Mm-hmm. So they'll go and do a skit that they, they're trying for it to not be successful to see how far they can push the boundaries of, of improv comedy and then then SNL knows that the producers know to go look at this show and then see who's um, good at it Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon was uh, one of the ones that's produced by this uh, comedy but they talk about how going about doing certain things um and trying to make it more difficult for you so mm-hmm. you can get that strength and it's like you know when you go work out you go pushing weight for a reason to the point where you can't do it. So you get stronger, right? The same thing happens in life with your character. You, go, you got to challenge yourself a little bit so you can get stronger. So then when the time comes, you already have the
1: strength. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, I, I'll say this and I'm saying this, especially to the, to the, to the ladies, not that I'm trying to be sexist, but this is more applicable to them because they consider cooking as a prime example. There is not, Anyone out there that was successful every time when they tried to when they learned how to cook? That's right. You know, it is a trial and error. It is seasoning error. I put this in. mm, I like it. I don't like it. It is trial and error. But I don't know of a cook that views themselves as a failure while they were learning to cook. But now that they can cook well, they are. You know, they they brag on their food. I got the best this. I got the best that but they never perceive that trial and error as failure they perceive that trial and error as learning and if i can look at cooking and say that's learning then that can be for in the entire you know my entire life the irony of it is and again i'm just talking to the ladies a little bit right now is that they will use that in cooking but they don't always use it in other things they don't always use it when it comes to relationships. They don't always use it, you know, when it comes right. to trying to improve their status in life as far as their economic improvements, all those kind of things. But they'll do it in cooking. And they'll do it in child rearing. They'll learn from the first child. And the second child, they'll treat totally different. Well, not totally, but, you know, a lot different. The right. first child, you know, they're very particular. They, you know, second child, they've learned a whole different ball game. But then when it comes to trying to improve their lot in life, let's say, they won't use that same logic. So I'm saying for everybody, it's just that simple. And the same thing with guys in sports. We are like that when it comes to sports, and like you said, yeah. and, and working out. We don't go thinking I'm the best basketball player soon we hit the court. We right. don't think I'm the best football player soon we hit the court. We recognize practice makes perfect. And so we know you're going to lose some games. Yeah. But you come back, matter of fact, you come back stronger the second time. Yeah. Now I got you now. I can read you now. I'm going on, I'm on to beat you this time. But we don't take that same mindset when it comes to life in general to say, hey, I learned from that, you know, yeah. and I can be. Because we don't consider that. You don't consider it a failure if you don't, you know, bowl four strikes in a row the first time you go bowling.
0: Right. <laughs> That's right. Now, you know what's funny? You mentioned the cooking thing. Now, you know my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I get told immediately when my food is not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I, and also the flip side of the coin i get told too when i'm grilling if, if it's good or not right. you know yeah. so yeah i definitely and i and i take the you know the criticism even though i feel like it goes on for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. after you know it's the whole conversation is how bad my food was right but you know you got to take it one thing you can't take yourself too serious right you know That's the first thing I tell people. When you kind of don't take things too serious about yourself Mm -hmm. and don't take it too personal, then you can really get the message on how to get better. Right. To get better at it. When I was playing at Oklahoma, and I often tell the story about how when I got there, when the varsity people got there, they was just so much better than me. Mm -hmm. But one thing I did realize is that if I got better every day, just get better every day. So eventually I end up starting as a freshman because I got better every day from the day that the, that the the varsity got there, the upperclassmen got there. Right. And even the coaches will say, CB, you manage to get better every day where other people who are super talented will be there and they're just trying to make it off talent mm-hmm. i got plenty of teammates ex-teammates of mine that made it off talent and even rolled that talent all the way to the nfl and even i told them before they left i said mm-hmm. you got to learn how to get your work ethic under control
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: get better or you won't be there that long because then you're going somewhere where everybody's not this good but great
1: right, right you know
0: and if you take a you take an um Aspect to, say, Tom Brady.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah, I know you dislike Tom Brady tremendously yeah, being sure, a coach. I sure fan. do, but
1: I will admire him. <laughs> Although I don't like him.
0: <laughs> but even he didn't start out being great, no. you know, over over time and years and good coaching.
1: And there are setbacks. Yeah. Yeah, there, he had plenty of setbacks. I mean, it's not like he came out every game and threw for 300 yards. Right. It's not like he never threw an interception. You know, and so, again, you know, I I think it's a a mindset of understanding the process and also recognizing that progress is subjective and not it it can be objective, but it's also subjective. And I'm saying it to say this, that I can measure progress, you know, using the same yardstick as everybody else, but that's probably not the best way to measure it. I should measure my progress based on my own criteria. I should make it more subjective to say, well, you know, as you pointed out earlier, am I just better than I was yesterday? Not am I as good as the next person, but am I better than I was yesterday? And if I'm better than I was yesterday, then that's progress. That's right. You know, so I may not be what you are, but I'm no longer what I was either. And I think if you take that approach, you know, it kind of helps people reconcile and not feel disenchanted about where they are in life because they'll always be moving ahead of where they were as opposed to getting stuck where they used to be.
0: Yeah. Now on the, on wrapping this up, let's I want you to give a message to the person that's listening to this that is not only stuck where they're at, but have been regressing for years. You know, it's kind of just mm-hmm. walling in their own, I ain't going to say really self-pity, but mm-hmm. they're just not, they don't have the motivation or self-motivation to get up, and they're, and they're listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Say something to them to motivate them to, to get up and get moving and start progressing forward.
1: I think the, 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 the first thing that you, you need to do if you're really stuck is to reassess your plan, is to go back and develop a plan that allows you to make a quick, get a quick win, And what people, you know, now use the example of going back to school, because that was a great example you threw out there. A person can say, I want a a degree. I want a four-year degree. And they'll, you know, gun ho go to school, and after two semesters, drop out. And they won't go back. And, you know, they're done. Time goes goes on. Well, let me tell you how I got my doctorate degree. Okay. I started out with the same ideas everybody else has. I'm going to get me a four-year degree. And good to go. And I was too smart to get a four-year degree. That's, you know, of course, I'm being funny. But you know, right. but it, in my mind, it was like, ah, it's taking too long. So then I went back to school later on. And even though I knew I wanted a, a doctorate degree, I said, you know what? Let me get a certificate. I want to do something I can get in one year. <laughs> and I got a certificate. Right. Then I said, okay, let me get my associates. It was only another year. Right, I had the associates. Then that transferred to, now I can get my bachelor's. While I was working on my senior year of my bachelor's, I took the the um, introductory courses to my master's during my senior year for my bachelor's. So when it was time for me to do my master's, I only needed another 36 hours. Then I got my master's. Then it was like, well, okay. By then, see, I was disciplined enough to, right. to get my, you know, my doctorate. But if, the thing is, I took them small steps. You always need small successes. For people who find themselves, you know, just in that melancholy mood where they just don't want to do it, nothing anymore, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's because their goals are so lofty that they couldn't reach them and they gave up. Right. And so they need to, you know, cut those goals down into bite-sized pieces so you can't eat it. It's like the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? That's right. One bite at a time. Yep. <laughs> and once you get that one bite, feel good about it. <laughs>
0: Yep. well you're here to hear people thank you so much Dr. Daniels for uh, joining the podcast today you have been listening to Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels this is your host CB Baker thank you for listening to next time